What Ho podcast pals, and welcome back to another week of Discontent Provider, a depressing display of the tawdriest and tattiest scraps of only the very worst items of news, scandal, and relatively informed opinion that a cockeyed anti-folk revenant and the world's greatest lurcher can cobble together from their jaded jackdaw meanderings through the turgid sluices of what used to be called current affairs, but can now, I rather fancy, be more accurately labelled as an increasingly dreadful shit show ran by monsters, starring a gruesome cast of unmitigated fuck stumps that Todd Browning would have thought twice about placing before a camera, and gawped at by helpless, impotent idiots. That last, alas, would be us, of course. Well, well, not us per se, we're just helpless and impotent, but however frightfully clever we like to think we are, we're still in the same doomed and colander-like coracle as every other poor bastard as it bobs and lurches ever closer to the raging, roaring waterfall that will be humanity's irrevocable descent into a maelstrom of dissolution and death. Still, best to look on the bright side, eh what? My gosh and giddy gumdrops, cats and kittens. Were we to let it get to us, we might end up becoming jaundiced, perhaps even cynical, and that would never do. Not when there are, or so I'm told, so many terrific and world-changing doings afoot, any one of which could possibly usher in a better world for all. Closest to home we have our Prime Minister, the diminutive yet distinguished Rishi Sunak, hosting one of his super and smashing summits. It appears that hobnobbing with Elon Musk and the movers and shakers in the high-tech wonder world of AI merely whetted his appetite for handshakes and photo ops with plutocrats, as today saw him having a few chums around Hampton Court Palace, where Henry VIII used to do most of his boning and beheading, at the Global Investment Summit. Among the luminaries foregathered were the governors of such concerns as Blackstone, J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs. They, and hundreds of other venture capitalist types, were treated to what one assumes was something a little more impressive than a quick PowerPoint display, designed to encourage them to disperse their hard-earned pennies (coughs) Sorry, I think I got something caught in my throat there into our rarely, if ever, United Kingdom. By all accounts, Something on the order of 30 billion quid will be pumped into the nation by investors with a whole raft of plants, projects and ingenious technological wheezes set to be launched. Needless to say, such largesse doesn't come without a price. Much has been made of the government's autumn statement having been instrumental in rendering blighty an attractive prospect for these uh, fiscal heavy hitters. And while that's not necessarily a bad thing all in all, time will tell whether or not the resulting jobs and prosperity will offset the generous tax incentives and sundry other sweeteners lobbed the way of the corporate entities who will be setting up shop here. You've got to spend money to make money, people often say, but it seems more important that you've got to make sure that billionaires don't have to spend money, or at least not much money, to make money. Still, as I say, time will tell. And at least, so far as I'm aware, Mr Sunak, when outlining the advantages of investing in Britain, didn't actually explicitly say anything like, and of course, should anyone investing in Britain want to hunt people for sport, we'll be happy to accommodate you. So, that's something, at least. You know, it occurs to me that there seems to be a marked disparity twixt the image and the reality of those in the venture capitalist game. 
We are told, frequently and loudly, that these cats and kittens are economic heroes, bold, buccaneering freebooter types, risk-takers who thumb their noses at caution and the soft option, and have amassed their fortunes by having the courage and grit to roll the bones and let the chips fall where they may. Yet, and I freely acknowledge that this is just the view of a lay observer who has never dipped a toe into high finances choppy waters, it seems to me that they seem to need an awful lot of reassurance, cajoling and artificially created safety nets before they get out their solid gold checkbooks and get scribbling. Indeed, from down here, these bods look more like some old deer in Asda fiddling nervously with the clasp of her purse as she anxiously contemplates whether or not the purchase of a box of Mr Kipling's French fancies will break the bank for another month. Another load of old pony that this shindig has thrown into rather sharp relief, well for me at least, uh, let me know what you think, is the uh, much trumpeted soft power of the monarchy. In addition to being given the glad hand by the PM, who did, I noticed, don his longest and least Jerry Lewis-looking trousers in honour of the occasion, the mega-bankers and similar world-shakers are to be wined and dined at Buck House in the company of King Charles. Does that really mean anything to these people, though? I mean to say, these are the sort of players who could buy and sell crown jewels on a whim if they fancied putting together a game of marbles, or jacks for our American listeners, so does the glitter of having KC3 passing them the pepper really have all that much luster? Their decision to invest will be the result of hard-nosed, cash-based computations, wherein all that matters is the bottom line, so will a big dinner with royalty make much of a difference? Frankly, I doubt it. These are pretty cold-blooded coves all in all, figuratively speaking of course, uh, I'm not David fucking Ike, so the idea of them seeing a monarchy as anything more than a lavishly staged historically themed pageant seems frankly ludicrous, and even if it involved a steamy all-night boudoir sesh with the royal of their choice, I can't see it doing anything to either loosen or tighten their purse strings. Hmm. Uh, speaking, however, of emoluments, inducements and blandishments of an irregular nature brings us quite naturally to a lesser but no less absurd little tale currently doing the rounds. Ashfield MP, Conservative Deputy Chairman and charmless human dumpling Lee Anderson MP has been claiming that the Reform Party have been courting him with bags of gold and offers of guaranteed employment in the hope that he'll defect from the Tories and join them in time for the next election. The Reform Party leader, Richard Tice, denies this strenuously and as yet no evidence has been produced either way that doesn't amount to just an unsubstantiated claim. It's a classic case of who gives a tin turd when all's said and done. Both antagonists are so utterly reprehensible and god-awful that it's hard to believe either of them is telling the truth, even though objectively one of them must be. Uh, hopefully they'll fight it out to their mutual financial destruction in court, and with any luck that will be the last we'll hear of both of the unlovable cunts. Uh, Mr Tice, it must be said, does make a reasonable point when he says that 30p Lee is probably putting this story about in order to secure his role as deputy chairman. After all, having a better offer, or the appearance of one, is an established negotiating tactic. Having said that, is being wooed by the Reform Party, a limited company, all that much of a showy brag? Their lineup is far from being inspiring, and if I were in their sights, I'm not sure I'd care to breach it about too much. It would be like boasting to your pals about how hard a child trafficking ring was trying to recruit you. 
Honestly, they were all over me. Couldn't do enough. Really wanted me on board. Still, horses for courses and all that. But now I fear Arkham and I must away. The sky is darkened, and if we're to be home without doing ourselves a mischief on our rural route or being attacked by werewolves, it's time we shoved off. If you'd like to get in touch with us, don't forget uh, the email address is discontemporvider at gmx.co.uk. Alternatively, you can find us on X. We're at Foxy and Arkham, or just search for Discontent Provider. Until your ears stumble once more into our happy place then, cheerio. Cheerio.